0: You're listening to the A Scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Sid Talk.
1: Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. You're talking to me. I'm talking you to you. You must do. be talking to me. I'm the only one here.
0: True. I we- still have
1: a funny voice and I stay- may stay. Still cough, but you probably haven't heard many coughings over the last couple of weeks.
0: You wouldn't have heard any. Because of your if masterful, I did my job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> masterful <laughs> chopping of the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, of the coughs. So I will try to be good about it still, but it's hard. I have what the doctors call the pleurisy.
0: You know, that, <gasps> you know, pleurisy, um, it's in Dickensian England, like, Sorry, in Dickensian England, when uh, back in the day, you know, chimney sweeps and all that. Yeah. Cloracy was a big thing.
1: That's what I'm saying. It sounds it, like an old, an old disease, but it's an old I have a swollen part of my lung, which makes it very painful. And the coughing isn't helping. It's what caused it, probably. And so, you know, I'm all steroided up. This is not the before-the-after-the-show discussion,
0: but just so y'all are warned ahead of time.
1: Before-the-after-the-show discussion was kind of random stuff.
0: Oh, well, We were talking about how IE loses all your oh, bookmarks God. for some random reason.
1: Don't get me angry, then I'll start coughing.
0: My tip is never use IE.
1: Well, I don't have a choice on some of these things, because I don't want to flip around, and I've got different accounts for different things, and so... I like Chrome, don't get me wrong, it's my favourite, but...
0: You need to use Mozilla. <laughs> That's
1: what's old school? What's the
0: other one called? Firefox. No, what not was that? Re- oh, Netscape Explorer. That'll be a good one. That's an oldie. Yeah, that really is an oldie.
1: Oh, well, that was good we've at the time. we used them all, though. Used we? to be cool, though, <laughs> didn't
0: it? That was the cool thing at one point.
1: And before that, we were talking about David Lynch.
0: We was. Well, you were. We'll much. talk more about uh, Twin Peaks. Because you're kind of in love
1: with them and like his weird mind.
0: Yeah, I saw a t-shirt that said, "David Lynch is my spirit animal." <laughs> <laughs> I need that t-shirt. No, uh, you don't. All right, so it is uh, the weekend of Saturday, May the 27th. This is after the show number 481. movie we're looking at this week uh, is a change from our advertised program. It's Ex Machina. It's a movie from last year, but... What was your
1: advertised?
0: uh, It was uh, Collateral Beauty with uh, Will Smith.
1: Why'd you change it?
0: Because Ex Machina came, and it's a very... I've always wanted to see it. And the reason Ex Machina... We're reviewing Ex Machina now is... It's available on a new 4K release, which is out in a couple of weeks. Um, and it's a 2016 movie. Actually, it won an Oscar in 2016 for Best Special Effects. And it's released on Blu-ray on June the 6th. It's the 4K Blu-ray digital copy combo pack. So you can pick that up from June the 6th. It's from our Friends at Lionsgate. It's rated R. And uh, Sid Talk. We'll give you the uh, short synopsis of Ex Machina. Really? Yeah. You trusting
1: me with my short synopsis? Yeah. A man creates AI and wants to test it and see if it seems right. Correct.
0: Right? There you go. That's good. Yeah, um, it's not good. So we're really late to the party on Ex Machina. (laughs) I knew that I would like this kind of movie because we... I guess what we saw. We I've never seen the trailer, but when we watched the Oscar ceremony, they showed clips from it, and it was just clip basically clips of the uh, robot walking around, and there was no not really much context to it. It was just like, oh, that was cool. Looks really kind of grim and cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, first, uh, what did you think of Ex Machina overall?
1: I loved it. I really, really was engaged with it. I mean. Like I said about the extras, they act like this guy wrote something so original and new and it's not. I mean, the wrong guy is work, the wrong mad scientist genius programmer guy is working on creating AI for the wrong reasons. That sets up your, you know, kind of weirdness. It's not, it's kind of weird. And then you've got this more innocent guy coming into the picture who's Probably got better intentions if 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 it, the roles were reversed. Yeah. So he would have been the good guy to be able to invent it and bring it to the world, and the other guy is the the baddie or the villain, kinda. And then you have the AI, who, lo and behold, is gonna figure out that they are a sentient type being of some kind and want to then explore the world on their own terms. Now, have we heard this story before? Yeah. Yes. We have. Yeah a very many AI. times i said even go back to <laughs> yeah but go back to metropolis like one of the first movies uh, charlie chaplin movie where computers and machines are taking over and people are automated and there are robotic type people quote unquote people taking over it's not a new idea and i'm sure if you read stories that go back to when industrial revolution and even probably shortly before that where people start getting afraid of machinery and machines and all that it's not new it's just wrapped in a different package. It looks cool. She's cool. It's a nice the this, this, the look of it, the art of it is cool. The music, the vibe—that's what tricks you into thinking you're watching something new. But I was actually totally into it. I loved it. I mean, I yeah. gave a super high score. I think it's just a really entertaining, compelling. I want—I'm interested in seeing what everybody's doing, what choices they're all going to make what everyone's motivations really are, which that's the best part of it to me, is not knowing for sure where each of these people, and I'll call the AI people people as well, um, how they're viewing the world and making their choices. That's what makes a good story to me.
0: I like movies like that have a small scale to them too, because this all takes place in this one. We watched Morgan at the beginning of the year, which had a similar type of vibe to it. When you do... A movie like this, and it all takes place in this case in like a, a billionaire's home. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Um, it all takes place there. It gives you this claustrophobic, like doom feel to it. Like, and so did Morgan, and so did what was another film like that where it was just all in one little space that we've seen. And it it just made it. There's a certain thing to those type of films to me that made that Time I like Clover Lane. So yeah, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I like the I like that vibe. It really always makes me feel like there's no escape from this, or not in this one. The last one we just watched, where there was. Ten, 10 Cloverfield. No,
1: Lane. the last one. Where Get it, out. No, not the very last one. The last one we watched where there's a girl, and she's something other that they've created. Morgan. And, oh, was that just that you was said? the first one? <laughs> <said>. Yeah, <clears throat> that's it.
0: Yeah. So um, so this one um. There'll be slight spoilers here. I don't think we have to spoil this whole thing, to be honest. Um, the ending doesn't really need spoiling. You don't, we don't have to spoil it to tell you whether we like Mm-mm. this or not. But um, I liked this, how I was thinking to myself while I was watching it. If Google, let's say Google or Apple, take over the world, came on the TV tomorrow, and there's a press conference for our new thing, and they said, we've invented an A.I., and this robot lady walks out and she acts... Let's say she's called Siri. And she actually walks out and she seems like a human, but, you know, it's this. I don't think we'd be that shocked.
1: Oh, no. There would be it's people... It's really close. There would be
0: people, though, going, oh, shit. Yeah, there'd be people going, oh, shit, <laughs> but I don't think we'd be like, wow. It's what that's what Poe Dameron
1: said in the extras. Not Poe Dameron, but the guy who plays him said. When they tell us, when why do why are... We've been told that someone can remotely access our phones yeah. and listen to our conversations, and look, look at, at our pictures, look at us through the camera, hear us through the microphones. That's not, it's and, actually a reality. And, we don't care. Like, and most of us are like, okay, but that doesn't, whatever. No,
0: because most, most, most of us are like, the convenience
1: of me being able to do a FaceTime or take yeah. a picture or listen to you or say, okay, Google or whatever it is we're doing is more. You give important. a lot of your
0: privacy away for the convenience of something.
1: And I don't know what the end game is on that, because I'm not worried about... I'm not the person who's worried about it either. Maybe I should be. Who knows?
0: But I do think that if Google or Apple came forward tomorrow and said, here's our new AI program, here's our new AI thing, you'll be able to buy one soon, and you'll be able to have it in your house, and it will do all your chores and blah, 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 and it will act like a person, and you'll be like... "I Like, 20 years ago, you'd be like, no, that's stupid sci-fi stuff. Now, I think you'd be like, wow, they actually did it, and... I don't know if we're going to see something close to that in our lifetime, but they're working on it. I mean, Siri and OK Google. I mean, if you imagine. All those kind of things are, are an AI working for you. It's a thing that you start to talk to. and.
1: If you think like 100 years ago, if you said to a great, great grandmother, you know, she's saying, well, I'll show you how to make bread. And you say, oh, no, no, I don't need that. Look here. I'll just pop up a video on here. There's a I'll person just watch making, it at home. Yeah. And I could watch it like 500 times. You don't have to bother, grandma. I'll figure it out. That would, that would seem like, what? Yeah. (laughs) You can't, that's not, now, some grandmas would be like, hell yeah, they don't have to show you. (laughs) But, it would be, but so, take us a hundred years from now, and imagine the possibility of things that the people now would go, no, never. Like a chip in your own brain, or a chip installed in your own arm that will, say you
0: go to the doctor and you just,
1: like it, they and that's have, it.
0: They do have that already um, the chip in your arm like as an identity thing. They do have that in certain. Well, if
1: you have it for dogs and
0: cats. Yeah, they not? do have it for humans too. I've seen I saw a sort of documentary or something about it, and uh, you know, it's new, but it is possible like, to have your credit card uh, details in your arm and you can swipe it over things. And then
1: the danger is you're walking around, you have no way of accessing it or changing it or protecting right. it. So I get that part too. I work in a place where cybersecurity, I work in a data center. I understand security. But for my own personal self, I, yeah. I think I'm a lot more lax.
0: Well, the deal on this movie is this billionaire has created this uh, AI called Ava. It looks like a woman, but it's a robot, quite clearly, because it's also special effects. You know, it's a robot woman. And... um he brings this guy in, and this well, this guy wins a contest. He works for him, and he's one of the guy is the guy who's chosen to fly out to this billionaire place and uh, go in there. He thinks he's just going there to meet with the boss and have a look around at this cool estate, but he's actually there to, um, you know, uh, what do you call, what do you actually call that product? It's. What did it call it? the Turing test? It is which Turing, yeah. I actually played a game a, a, yeah, about that. Yeah, I knew what that yeah, was. Needed. I knew what it was because of the game. <laughs> um, he's he's there to do that test. So it will explain
1: what it is. It, it's so that I, as a human, am <coughs> experiencing a computer and or something with AI. If by the end of my test, I'm convinced that it actually is thinking on its own and that all of it isn't pre-programmed. And programmed responses,
0: yeah, you, it, passes it passes the Turing
1: test. That means, and basically, people have said it's not passable. It's impossible. The Turing test is an impossible test. There will never yeah, because... be a computer. The thing is, though, our perception of how a person should be might be changing because if I talk to my phone, I'm actually talking to my phone. If I'm talking to GPS, mm-hmm. I'm talking to the GPS.
0: My perception. Well, you're is, just giving it commands. Right. Not-
1: but their response, the response of the voice, it doesn't make me feel like it's weird. It doesn't sound too terribly unhuman. It's a human voice. It's a little bit computerized, but I'm so used to it now that if I were to engage with a computer that's feeding back information to me, I don't know anymore for sure if I can bridge the gap, if I can see the difference between it thinking for itself. Right. And what I've experienced now, which is all pre-programmed answers. True. You know, we're really on that line. I
0: think. That's so. what I think. That's so, so. This movie is real close to like something like this is probably going to happen in the next twenty years.
1: Something's happening now. I'm sure. Yeah, People I'm are sure. Well, we've it. seen
0: like we've. I've actually we saw a thing where, with sex robots. So talking about this movie, like they, they programmed sensuality into, yeah. this, into this to make it like a real person. But we've seen like the Japanese are working on sex robots. Uh, over here, they're working on robots to be a maid for you. Like, not sex robots, just uh, to clean up. Helper robots. Yeah. Um, we saw the, one of my recommendations this week, the sci fi show Humans, which is envisioning a future where we do go and buy one from the Apple Store. Yeah. And it just comes home and we, we deal with it. You know, we just interact with it. So.
1: But they're still subjugated to us. We subjugate them. And the mistake I say we always, that always gets made in all this science fiction is for some reason, the people who design them make them so that they're going to be smarter than us and stronger than us. They're always stronger than us. Or not
0: intentionally. Like sometimes it's like, well, we programmed it to have an AI and then the AI kind of goes wrong. Yeah, but they know that.
1: (laughs) But they know that if you're, if you're programming a computer, The potential for that computer to house all the information in the world is 100% plausible. Right. It is not impossible at all, right? So you've made a computer brain that can absorb all of the internet and understand it all, right? And then you make them physically stronger because they're made out of, like, carbon fiber and titanium and they're strong, they're more sturdy. Now, in this movie, they didn't quite go there, which is cool. I mean, they were... They were stronger, but not... Excessively, It wasn't like pick up a guy up by his
0: neck no, and he made against it. a wall. I, I feel like he was is smart enough to.
1: He wasn't smart enough, however, to make key cards that have to go with the fingerprint. I mean, that was just oh. fucking stupid. I mean, come on. He's very clever and very paranoid. And you get a key card when you go there and you can go in certain rooms, but it doesn't require anything like a retina scan or a fingerprint even. I mean, fingerprint, I have to do it my own job with a card. So that if you lose your thumb, you still can't get in. If you lose your card, you can't get in. But in this show, in this movie, he's, pro- he's skipped over the biological portion of getting into the rooms. Probably because it wouldn't fit in the
0: script. So, billionaire guy is like, uh, doing this, made this thing. And this kid, kid, really, pretty much, he's, <laughs> uh, doing these tests every day. And he, he's actually kind of falling for it. Like, cause it's pretty attractive and it's, talking to him like a real person and he's having he's starting to get feelings and so is the robot
1: but you don't know if it's feelings of like romantic feeling or or if it's a feeling of
0: humanity like just trying yes be a human
1: I'm connecting with this potentially independent sentient being that's
0: what makes a person a person but she's also flirting with me trying
1: to get it yeah and I'm flattered I have no girlfriend I have no family I have nobody. I'm kind of a loner. I'm super nerd because I'm really smart. I stick to myself. Therefore, you know, this guy sussed him out before he
0: even got yeah, there. Yeah. So a, he's know. the perfect candidate. That's why I like it so
1: much because there's very many layers. Yeah. They're still the, they're not two dimensional, but we're, the, the three dimensional might not quite be there because they're pretty predictable characters. Yeah. Except for her. She's like the wild card, which is right.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah, she is, and the housekeeper lady also is. They're kind of. Yeah. You don't really know 100% what motivations are going on. I don't think she's a housekeeper. (laughs) Well, she's a housekeeper and a housekeeper. (laughs) She keeps both houses. Um, And she also does some spotter disco dancing on the side. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, it's a really interesting, uh, I don't want to spoil the ending, but what, there's definitely, you'll, you'll ask questions. I was asking questions in my mind at the end there, like, Oh, what would, you know, how would this go? Or what would, you know, I like a film that leaves you with some questions and special effects in this movie are really awesome. I'm, I'm not surprised really you really ask her. Like she, you've seen it. We've all seen the movie like iRobot and they were actual CG creations, like actual. CG models running around. This is not that. It's um, the actress in a suit. And then some of her body is removed and replaced with robot which, hats. Which is not in a green suit, which no. is interesting. So, like, fr- underneath the breasts and down to, a, well, a legs as well, are all robot. Whereas the top bit of a, his human, the face... But well, the back of her head is robot. It's really a cool effect.
1: It really is. It really and it's looks good. Like, and I was looking for yeah. her, like, uh, but it was. just... It never
0: looks weird when she's walking.
1: But he also mentions it. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors when one of the parts that he's doing, that you get distracted by the
0: yeah, the something wonder fancy. Of that. And, yeah.
1: and you're not looking for. If I watch it again, I'll probably see more. But I don't know. It's no, really it's pretty well done. awesome.
0: Like like the I like the design of the robot because the middle of her where like a a, a stomach would be. Is, uh, it's a, it's wires and lightning. <laughs> it's like a, it's like it's alive, like generator, like electric yes, going yeah, through it. Yeah, yeah, it just looks really cool. You can see through her because a lot of it is plastic. So when she's like walking past things, like you can see the light from the window shining yeah. right through it. It's just really good special effects. And, and the way like her face is, it's her real face, but it looks like a synthetic face stretched across a and a skeleton, like it's it's just a really unusual image. And when she's talking and she's real natural, like acting like a human. It's just a bit weird and bizarre seeing these like metal arms and yeah. um So yeah, that adds a lot to the film, the actual look of that, I think. It was really well designed. I like the design of the um billionaire's home as well. Yep. It's it almost reminds me of the inside of a spaceship.
1: It made sense more than a lot of sci-fi future, rich, remote places, it just made more sense. I actually got to thinking, like, I could imagine this guy. So once we find out that he started coding at 13 and became, you know, super advanced and probably got rich very quickly and he's a control freak, that all these, you know, the mixture of like the mountain kind of coming through his house and the wood and the glass everywhere that he's pretending to be super transparent. And yet everything that's important is really locked down and isolated and down in the basement.
0: It's pretty uh, functional, the um, house that he's in.
1: Functional and...
0: But it's stylish at the same time. It.
1: He knows that it, it would impress someone. Not that he has a lot of company, but he knows that when you walk in, it is like,
0: whoa. I don't feel like know? he ever has anybody. Because he'll say,
1: like, cool, isn't it?
0: It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, this man is a man who's making robots. I don't think he has time for anybody. Like, <laughs> he's literally making... And he's pretty paranoid. Yeah. Um... So, um, moving on to the cast of the show of, it's really, it's a good movie. It's really cool. It's got a good sci-fi story. It's not overly, like, you know, it's easy to follow. It's not like some unusual thing that's hard to follow. Uh, it's got an ambiguous kind of thing about it where, you know, you, 100% of what is going on, some of it's left to your imagination, what exactly is happening. Which I liked.
1: I do, I do like that.
0: They do show you enough of what he's doing, but not exactly what he's doing. Like, you know, you, you
1: see like what it? he's creating, but you don't know his full motivation. That's what I really am interested. in. That is life. the thing. Like, what I the... want to create robots to take over the world so that I become the richest person in the universe or anything like that. You know?
0: No, that's the thing. That's one of the things. Like, what's his what's his game? Like, moving on to the cast here. Um, it's a very small cast. Dom Hall Gleason plays Caleb. You'll know Dom Hall Gleason from About Time and from Star Wars. Uh, he was in the Force Awakens. That
1: Week. About Time, when you really think about it, it's very creepy. I love it. I know you love it, but it's creepy it as creepy. shit. Yeah, good though. Because he manipulates this person into loving him when she never would have, just because he gets to do there, it over. There is and over. a come
0: come up and that story. is not
1: fair. So it's like Groundhog Day. It's not fair, except that he does cross a path in re- Groundhog Day. Where he accepts that she may not love him. And he kind of gives up. And then she comes to, you know, appreciate. But this guy, he that's just creepy. It's supposed to be all lovey-dovey and like, oh, how romantic. But, ugh.
0: Yeah, but anyway, Dom Holt Gleeson in this plays this young dude who's like a tech guy, programmer. And he played it really well. Like, he's, he's naive enough. He is uh, kind of playful a little bit. But he's... um really interested in this nerdy thing that this dude's doing and it all comes across perfectly for me at the be especially at the beginning when he's like wow this is amazing like you know you know remember when he takes him in and shows him in the bedroom and then he go he walks into the bedroom and then he says like oh i know what you're thinking you're thinking like and he's like no i'm thinking this is really cool yeah it's I like think that's an actual true, yeah. response from somebody like a the, guys, the, the, the primary, guy's all cynical and stuff. Right,
1: right the Friday is si- similar, except one has more um, dark. Unfortunately, the guy with all the money and the the motivation to create this great creation is like the dark one,
0: and he's like, I mean, he's not hundred percent a bad guy. No, but he has got. But we don't know that. No, you know, you don't, yeah. you don't know. But yeah, the naive part of the Don Moore Gleason character comes through really well. Oscar Isaac, you'll also know from Star Wars, they were both in, they both actually made this movie and then went and made, uh, The Force Awakens together. But Oscar Isaac, um, Poe Dameron, to anybody else, plays Nathan. Excellently, I thought. He's a really good actor, like, he doesn't he yeah, was really good. He doesn't get a lot to do in Star Wars, <laughs> acting wise. He's, it's an action type thing for him. But in this, when he gets to sit down and when he's drunk, it's really convincing, like, cause, and he's, he's kind of an asshole, like, in this, this past. Think about it, he's a loner. Yeah.
1: He knows he's smarter than everyone. He loves the idea of being a god.
0: He loves the idea of owning all this country, like, this Yeah, but I
1: think he's hit a brick wall where when he's doing this thing, now he's gonna, at some point, he has to give it to the world. And then you lose the control, and also everyone will find out all the weird shit you've been doing. Because someone's going to examine how you came to this final product, and no one's known anything about it. And that's what we're discovering, is how he came to this. And there are all the... It's all about his basic needs. Sex, companionship, domineering somebody and not having anyone challenge him. Those are like his basic sort of tenets as a person. He lets it out into the world. Who knows if he's even ever going to? That's the thing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's really good. It's um, a real actor's kind of movie, because it's all dialogue, pretty much, and uh, loads of dialogue. Sometimes pages and pages yeah, and pages. Really and really yeah, really good. Really uh, good. Alicia Vikander plays Ava. You've seen her in many movies recently. Um, what do you think of uh, her in this? Yeah, no, she's good. She was I in like the, everybody. She was in The Man From U.N.C.L.E. I'll well. say
1: everybody. Everybody interested me. Everybody kept me wanting to see them in the next scene.
0: Alicia is one of Because it's a, a big special effect, her whole thing. Yet she has to have the human Rise side of this, that, yeah. of this robot. But she does it really well. She's real quiet and calm about it. Like She's not showy. Um, in fact, you can see it on the set if you watch the extras for this Blu-ray. When she's on the set, that's just how she is. She's very, she seems very meek and quiet and reserved and together. And it comes through like as this robot, because this robot's not some crazy robot that's like been programmed to be hilarious or really animated. She's just very, she just delivers the words and it's very, it doesn't, it's not like you could get this wrong and try and behave like a robot a little bit. But she doesn't but She does
1: though On purpose But yeah but not She's doing that on purpose Silly like The parts where she's A little yeah. bit like That's She's figured this shit out Yeah <laughs> She now understands That's what's so genius About her character I think
0: And then uh, Last uh, uh There's another lady In the house And she's called Sonoya Mizuno She plays Kyoko Really good And uh Yeah I kind of figured That part out Yeah. Right at the beginning. It was a bit obvious, that part. But her herself, she was really good because she didn't talk. So most of the stuff, well, all of the stuff that came from her was just movements. There was no speak. Did she ever speak? No. I don't think so. No, she didn't. Not even in the hallway scene. No. So, yeah, she doesn't actually open her mouth. But you understand where she's coming from and understand everything about her. So this is directed by Alex Garland. This is his first feature film, actually, which, holy crap, for a first film. He actually wrote 28 Days Later for Danny Boyle, and he wrote the Judge Dredd movie. Um, so he's an action sci-fi horror type of guy. Uh, so what did you think of him as a director? Like,
1: I think he got the best, in my opinion, of the... Because it
0: is a low-budget thing. And
1: it's very specific. It has style. It has a, a mood. Yeah, you know, I don't know that if I compared it to other movies, he'll direct. If it's gonna, ha- I don't think he has a signature style because he borrows a lot, like everybody does. But it was, it has has its own thing, you know. Even though you're using lots of it's not video fancy. from cameras that are stuck around, you know, like we're watching secondhand yeah. video a lot of times. We're watching on m- monitors where, and then all of a sudden you're in the kitchen with two guys just having a conversation, and it's still not just a boring two shot and the sound is really good mm. and then when we see the guy the sound
0: guy and the extras where he's holding that pole up it has some really interesting um <clears throat> music that is really kind of disturbing almost. kind of yes it's like it's disarming like yeah. r- like rumbling and it builds as well like when there's some big thing happening towards the end it's almost an assault on you it's, it's so yeah. and that's the idea of it i think like that the technology is kind of taking over, and it's just like you're oh, like it. It's it's a, really a cool soundtrack. It's kind of um, synth music, but with like rumbling, like I don't know, like the bass thing is just rumbling, <laughs> like it's it, you know when we've talked about um, irreversible before, how it has yeah. that disturbing noise that makes you feel weird. Yes, it's almost like that. It's like it's just a, a thing that's kind of makes you grit your teeth a little bit, which. True. Is good because it makes the film, like, more powerful when you're watching it. So, yeah, turn your speakers up. Don't watch it, like, on your iPhone or something.
1: (laughs) You can watch it on your iPhone. Put on some good headphones.
0: Yeah, put on your headphones. So, um, extras on the 4K, um, disc are, well, there are no extras on the 4K disc, but if you put the Blu ray in, there are a bunch of extras. You get, um, a making of called Through the Looking Glass Creating Ex Machina. It's an eight-part featurette. It lasts about 45 minutes. We watched it. It's really good. It covers everything. Costuming, as usual. Special effects. Directing. The actors. The locations. Everything you would want to know about this movie is all covered in it. It I like these kind of documentaries. Yeah. Also has eight behind-the-scenes vignettes. And a question-and-answer thing with the cast and crew. Which, they're starting to become my... Most hated extras. Uh, question and answer thing. Charming. Um, so, yeah. It does have a, enough. It's, it doesn't have a commentary, unfortunately. But um, it does have that documentary, which is actually really in-depth. And it's not one of those documentaries that's just trying to sell you the film. It's an actual a thing that you would watch after you've seen the film to kind of explain a bit about it. So, yeah. Um, In conclusion on Axe Machina, it's not, it's not, no surprise that it won an Oscar for special effects because they, it's seamless the special effects to be honest. There's nothing where you sit and go, well that moves a bit weird, it looks odd because it's all her performance and they've just stitched the special effects into it. Yeah, exactly. So it looks really good. It's like Avatar, like a motion capture performance. But when you watch the thing, when you watch the actual making of it, she doesn't wear like a green suit or one of those suits with balls all over it. It's no. just this gray suit and I don't, it didn't really explain 100% how they did the special effects. I would like to see that because I've never seen it done without a green thing. But apparently they did it. They did it on a gray suit somehow. So, um, yeah, it's a excellent film. I, um, would recommend it to any sci-fi, um, Futurist. If you like that kind of story, you know, if you like humans on TV, you might like this. So yeah, I'd you recommend might. it. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty universal theme. Most people could get behind of robot and building a, you know, an AI that you could interact with. This one you could interact with in all ways. It was like, yeah, it even it even built it. In yeah. a sexual way, so yeah. So yeah, there was a day when uh, Mister Nathan was sat designing the vagina for this thing.
1: Yep, that
0: was one so day. There were weird days. Probably like two years. <laughs> yeah, and trying it out probably as well. So there was some odd. <laughs> That's what think, I'm saying. If you think once about you it, once you introduce this to the world, <laughs> yeah,
1: and no one has known how you came to these conclusions. Someone could say you would have to have had a woman or multiple women. To test on and examine and ask them questions and do things to them to figure out how to get this right. So, who are those women? Yeah. What would you do with them? Where are they now? Can we ask them some questions? You know? like.
0: (laughs) Because he has literally designed the whole of this thing, including that. The whole. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe both holes. I don't know. Oh,
1: God. Yeah, well, I'm sure. He Uh, just seems kind of like a weirdo. A little bit. A genius weirdo.
0: So yeah, if you if you do delve underneath the surface like that and think about it, it, it gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they just smooth over the surface. Um so yeah, I would recommend this movie uh, a lot of people have probably already seen it, but like I say, you can pick this up on 4K. It's a new release comes out in a couple of weeks, June the 6th. So uh thanks to Lionsgate for the disc. If you want to enter a contest to win uh The Godfather Part 1 and Part 2, 45th Anniversary Edition, go to AceGlue.com. You can win those. Next week's Blu-ray review, I'm very excited for, because the first movie was a huge surprise to me. I didn't know what it was, and we watched it, and I loved it. And so next week's Blu-ray review is John Wick, Chapter 2. Um, the first John Wick, we didn't review on this show, but we did watch it on Netflix. And... um I just heard a few people talking about it, and I said to you, "Let's watch this John Wick," because I've heard people saying it's kind of cool, and it was really cool, wasn't it? I mean, it, it's.
1: I liked it a lot. Yeah, it it's. Keanu I mean, it has Reeves. the down. It's a
0: really good part for Keanu Reeves, though.
1: Yeah, but because he's a cardboard cutout.
0: But it yeah, was good. But a, it fits a, right. A broken <laughs> man. It's a really, really simple story. You sure it wasn't Liam Neeson. <laughs> John Wick is like I was thinking about it earlier. It's so simple. It's based on a graphic novel, I believe, but it's literally a man. His wife gets murdered right at the beginning. It's not a spoiler. His dog gets murdered. It's really, you know, shitty. And he used to be an assassin of some kind. Comes out of retirement to get and everybody's
1: vent. scared of him. Yeah, so like he's
0: sounds. got a he's got a reputation, but he quit because of his wife,
1: and now he's just mad. And, now he's and just he has not... all of his his interesting set of skills or whatever
0: Liam Neeson yeah. says. in taking. And then he, you know, the rest of the movie is him literally murdering hundreds of people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fancy ways, like you know, especially you know, he's amazing with his guns and he's doing you know somersaults and it's crazy. Um, but it's also got this kind of weird feel to it, like when he goes to that hotel and it's kind of a bit Yeah. F- so there's a universe about it and this weird currency that they hand to each other as hitmen. It, then it starts to feel comic booky a bit. But I'm interested to see more in it and so the chapter two is uh, next week. Movie recommendations. Um, I'm going with, on the you know, Ex Machina. I'm going with Her, which is a um, Spike Jones movie from a couple of years ago about an AI played by Scarlett Johansson. You don't actually see her in the movie, just her voice. And, uh, I found that to be a fantastic, it's, that is a really good look at, cause that is even closer to like what we do today. We do talk to our phone. We talk to Siri. Absolutely. And we, and we talk to, you know, I mean, it was a bit more advanced than that, but it feels like it was possible even then. So, uh, her, uh, and I also recommend Humans, which is a British TV show, uh, which airs on Channel 4, but it's actually on Netflix now in America. And, uh, it's, like I say, Imagine Apple sold a robot that looks exactly like whatever you want it to look like, actually. You order it how you want it to look like. And then it comes to your house and it just becomes a member of your family and you use it to clean up after you and uh, make your dinner. But you can also use it for other things. And this, the Humans TV show, explores all of those things, what you can... And, you know... It's, it's not
1: out of the stretch of the imagination. No,
0: it's really cool. Like because they bring it home in the first episode, and it's and it's box and everything, and they turn it on. and I just thought it was a really cool concept. I did too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, humans. It's uh, on Netflix. You can watch it. Yours are.
1: Mine are going back thirty years to nineteen eighty seven. We're not even halfway through the year, and I'm about to run out of the movies I've seen from nineteen eighty seven. So I'll have to start nice. a new system. Yeah, I might just move on to nineteen eighty eight. Just pretend we've skipped on forward, but um, these are two movies that I remember quite well. Suspect that would be the share, and I believe Dennis Quaid. Don't think it's not seen Dennis it. Quaid. Yes, no, yes,
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yes, and less than zero, which is not great. Less than, but z- at the time,
0: less than zero <laughs> is Brett Easton Ellis, right? It's um the guided American Psycho. He wrote that. I don't know. I think it is, and it's
1: is James Spader, an Iron Man.
0: Yes, it is. It's a Brett it's weird. Alice. Yeah, it's it's American Psycho dude. No, he wrote that the book.
1: explains some of the weirdness and yeah. the brokenness. And it's the- quite good
0: actually. I like that one. It's uh, got that odd,
1: really broken time
0: kind of. It's added.
1: like as far from Breakfast Club as you can get. And I think that was the vibe yeah. because we're using some of the same the cast of those movies. We're getting a little bit older, not much older, but you know, and we're trying to grow them up,
0: you know. So, uh yeah, there's our recommendations. Games and A. Scully stuff. I'm going to start with uh, Twin Peaks. I mentioned it last week. The Twin Peaks revival. I'm shocked. Uh, Twin Peaks is back after 25 years away, which is really weird, because I don't think any other TV show has done that. Had a break like that in between. Mm-hmm. It opens perfectly with the scene from the end of the original Twin Peaks, where Agent Cooper is sat in the weird red waiting room and Laura Palmer is sat across from him, and she says, You will see me in 25 years. They're both young. And then the next scene, it's it's 25 years later, and Cooper's is... kind of looks older, (laughs) but he's in the same room. But it's just awesome that that you can do that with a show like this. Because there, there was a real gap of 25 years. The actors are 25 years older. It's just... It's actually perfect. Like, it's it's not done very often, that, is it, you know? I no. can't think of anything that has done that. So, you're, you didn't watch original Twin Peaks, or did you?
1: I did some. And I remember liking it because it was kind of weird, but I don't remember any of the specifics at all. Um, I probably didn't... I don't know what night it was on, or what time, or what years.
0: 1990
1: and 1991. Okay, by then, you see, I was already... Oh... That was not a good year
0: for me. Those three or four years were
1: not good. So I wasn't watching TV consistently. That's why.
0: So you don't have any history with it, really. Whereas I did. I watched the whole thing back then. and loved it because it was so weird. I never understood, really, 100% what it was about. Because it is a... Re- There's nothing like Twin Peaks. It's this weird mishmash of things and... Um, You can, there's lots of odd shows like Preacher and uh, American Gods and the Leftovers, but they're not like this. This is its own special flavor of odd. (laughs) You know? It's, it's, sometimes it's a comedy, sometimes it's a sci-fi show, sometimes it's a weird horror show, sometimes it's a soap opera, sometimes it's a, a musical performance, it's, it's hard to explain 100% and even the new version of Twin Peaks and I'm familiar with the old one quite a bit. It's got a different vibe to the old one. It's more supernatural in its approach. It is anyway. We've seen the first 3 episodes, let's say. Um it's if if, if you're a fan of David Lynch, it's I it can only explain as it's true David Lynch. It's like Showtime said to David Lynch, just do what you want. And he did his thing, and he did, and he really did his thing. And it's full of interesting characters and weird characters. And this one's kind of horrific. There are some scenes where you're like, "Yeah, what the hell is happening? Like it's, it's um, like
1: what he wanted to do, yeah, at the time, but it just wasn't, couldn't fully come out
0: on network TV. He couldn't really do what he's doing here. In here, he's got nudity. He doesn't have swearing. Have you noticed? He, he's not really in a little bit. He didn't drop much? Not much. No. A little bit. Um. He's got some good characters. He's got new... Well, what he does here is he has new characters mixed with the old ones. Now, you don't remember the old ones. Not
1: fully, no. I don't remember any of the people you were pointing out were high school students and now they're grown up and still living there. That's the
0: worst part of the original Twin Peaks. The high school students who were sat at that table... So it was like
1: 90210 in Twin Peaks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's all those people sat at that table that you remember, that you don't remember. (laughs) <laughs> and the two dudes were the cool dudes, you know. The breakfast club dudes or whatever. All that part of the original Twin Peaks was literally a soap opera. It wasn't it was a, another facet of Twin Peaks. But it nothing interesting particularly happened. It was love romance, uh, who's making out with who and it never really went anywhere that part of it. But that's the idea. Was
1: it? Could it be that that's his thing. That's the front, but underneath is this current of supernatural, yeah. and now he can just be like, "Screw it." I'm Whereas some like.
0: people probably love that part the best, right? Because that's like nine hundred two one zero or yeah. But for me, I always kind of tuned out a little bit when that stuff happened. I always did, and then when I saw it come back in this, I was like, "Oh, I hope he doesn't really mess with that much." And he hasn't <laughs> really, has he? He's really going hardcore with the Agent Cooper and the. Uh, supernatural place where, he, where he's been trapped for 25 years and it's just bizarre and I've never I can honestly say I've never seen some of the special effects that David Lynch uses and that like I said to you it doesn't matter if they're good or bad it's David Lynch it, it's, he kind of like gets a pass if it looks shitty I think it's supposed to like because he does not like this... the
1: old sci-fi movies that we that you watch you just you just Yeah. Don't compare them
0: to new. You just let it go. But there are some, like, unique special effects in here that I've never seen. Like, well, I have seen them in the old Twin Peaks, but what about the room where everybody speaks backwards but forwards? Yeah, I love that. I Uh, really do love that. I know it's very disarming. (laughs) When she blinks, it's like... boom. So there's a room where... Oh, it's really hard to explain Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's very hard to explain. But there is a room that's not, you know... On Earth, I would say it's it's a weird other realm of place, and the actors in it speak backwards. Well, they speak forwards, and then they play the lines backwards, and then they say the lines backwards, and then they make them go forwards again. So when it comes out of the mouths, you can understand what they're saying, but it sounds like but yeah like that. It's weird. It's like um. Yep. I am going to, but it's there's something about it. You you look at it, you hear it. It just makes you feel. Ugh. It's because
1: you're used to sound. Vote, our language is a certain thing, yeah, and then you hear it, but you can still understand them, which is, and but their movements, like her hair isn't moving right, and her
0: eyes aren't moving right. And <laughs> I they love subtitle it. them, even though yeah. you can hear what they're saying. It's just that there's a whole oddness to it, and when she gets up and walks around, and it goes. <laughs> Did the, the sound of her shoes really bug you? But it's really oh yeah, it creeps me out. It's like ugh. but then there was also this other in the second in the third episode where there was this whole area where he's walking through, where it's like video is going forwards and then backwards and then stuttering and then some frames are missing, and then all of a sudden it rewinds a little bit but goes forward again. And it's because David Lynch is very like abstract and uh, he's got like a different view of things. He's not afraid to do that for five minutes. It might be getting true. on your nerves even. That's like you true. might be like, Why oh, this is really going on for a long time. In your mind you might be like, can we but you really just have to I said to you, you just have to sit down with Twin Peaks and soak the thing in. He will have like a, a scene <laughs> like there was a scene where some a woman had phoned the police the police come and okay. she, and she, they have to get into this apartment. And she's like, well, I don't know where the landlord is. And there's this whole discussion. And then they go and speak to this other guy to try and get the keys to get in. And then, you know, this has been going on for five minutes, this whole discussion. And he's walking outside. And, and then she just says, well, I've got the key here. i water the plants normally. Said, yeah. And it's like a whole five-minute thing where another show would just kick the door in, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. This, this whole thing just—it might test some people's patience, like because it is not normal, it, and it makes the whole show feel like this is not like another thing. Because what show we watch, um, Designated Survivor, is so mainstream. Like they get to what they—they finish a story it in two minutes sometimes. It is
1: very straightforward. Yeah.
0: And sometimes, like a whole plot gets wrapped up within five minutes. It just moves like really fast. This is the opposite of that. And it's 18 hours long in total. There's 18 episodes. So he has plenty of time to just, you know, do do a weird special effect for five minutes that might be getting on your nerves a little bit because you're like, well, are we going anywhere? Or are we just looking at this weird you thing? You
1: have to realize you shouldn't care.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And that's how I like Twin Peaks.
1: I get annoyed just because it's a really self-indulgent, look how intellectual I am, and you're not going to get all my references. And if you do... You, you probably don't really get them. And if you don't, it's just too bad. You're not smart enough or you're not. So that kind of annoys me sometimes to think that he he's so against the linear, even though it's woven in there a little bit, just enough that you're sort of the outsider. And if you're not the, if you don't like these people you've been listening to and watching YouTube videos, you got to overthink it and really get digging around in it. I just don't get into that shit. That's me pretentious. You just watch it. Like any kind of art that's odd or challenges you. It's not just a straight up thing. That's what I like, but I don't overthink it. I'm not going to examine it. I'm not going to look for hidden clues. Now, when there's a reference to something that I just don't know because I don't remember from another, from before, I like it when you fill me in and then it makes that that line of whatever's going on makes sense. Even then, I can let it go. But yeah. Like about I like the, the, weird the arm,
0: arm guy, for instance. You wouldn't have picked that up.
1: Correct. No, I right. wouldn't understand that, but it's good to know. This is I've how
0: bananas aggression. they show it. <laughs> there is a man, this was from the old show, a man who wakes up, he has a tattoo on his arm. It says, fire walk with me. He thinks that there's something evil about this. He doesn't know how it got on him. So he removes his own arm. His arm turns into a little person, actor. So his arm is now a person who doesn't really speak much, but just dances around and stuff. And now in this new Twin Peaks, arm guy is still there with no arm. But now his arm is not is not a little person. It's a tree with a piece of meat kind of stuck on top of it with electric coming out of it. And it talks. <laughs> So, if that sounds like something you would not be interested in... And he literally I... lives in
1: a room where there's a Chevron floor that freaks you out and red curtains everywhere. Yeah. Yes, it's... And... Yeah. It's just a whole... It's like a fucked up Scooby-Doo set where they're running and running and they keep going through the same... It's almost funny sometimes, head. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. when it? You
0: know that scene where Cooper's just walking to the back of yes. the room? Yes, yes. It's almost like... Yeah, like you say, like... All those... When Shaggy opens the door... And then they go through... And then they go through the same room again... But it's... It's... um supposed to be a bit funny... But... I tell you what... It's unlike anything ever... That else you've seen on television... It's... More... It's way more bananas than the original Twin Peaks was... Even in this first three episodes... It is... Yeah... It's its own thing... And it has its audience... And the mainstream audience, including one of my friends, who said, oh, "I've checked. I-, I watched it because you told me it was good." I got to this part where this lady is holding a log, and telling this man to do something, and she- he said, "I just checked out. I'm not watching that again." It's just so I could understand. People. I can
1: understand how it just you know it can get on my nerves even because I'm when you're in it. It's like having we and we stopped watching Lost and we stopped watching Heroes and. I possibly would have stopped watching The Leftovers if I was just on my own, even though it's good and I like it. It's a carrot on a stick, and it just wants you to come along for the ride because the people riding it and making it think they're cool and think that they are above it all and they're very cliquey and we're all we're going to make this for the people who get it, and that gets on my nerves. However, I can get lost in the weirdness, and I actually think when I'm watching the scene, like the one in the... Sheriff's office when they're talking about the chocolate and stuff. I get lost in the idea of them doing that scene and how those performers are now I don't know how much of a control freak he is but I feel like they're they're given the brief of we just let it go. Like you have to just let it go. And you at just, this point, yeah.
0: they understand the character, And I
1: enjoy that yeah. part because I think you don't get that chance a lot I don't think in structured television or movies a lot of times. So I almost watch it from two different angles and I
0: really enjoy it. It is if you for somebody who's not watched Twin Peaks to come into it at this point like you have, really. Mm-hmm. And like it. But there again you do like I like weird stuff a lot, so we we watch a bit quite a bit of weird stuff. Yep. And you've always liked the kind of things that I like?
1: Pretty much. I mean but, we I both mean, gave up on things like
0: I didn't watch Lost. Lost, or, and Lost and, was right. just a bit too commercial for me or something it was it just, commercial
1: and trying to be weird at the same time
0: yeah but then not re- never re- really going anywhere mm-hmm. and you could tell it wasn't going anywhere whereas The Leftovers for me yes it does go here and there but it's got really quality acting and it's obviously almost over it's not going to go on forever um you know I like True Blood True Blood has like a bit of a David Lynch kind of feel to it it's a bit weird like it's a bit silly but it's not quite as
1: yeah, but it's very straightforward.
0: Yeah, it's, it's you know... I, I always like things that are a bit weird like that. Preacher's really weird. You yeah. know, like... Um But yeah, Twin Peaks... They Beaks. have a good
1: balance. David Lynch doesn't necessarily have a balance.
0: No, he doesn't.
1: He's gonna... You're gonna jump off the train pretty quick if you're not he able to that. just... Maybe if you, you know, drink a few beers or smoke a, smoke a joint before you watch it, that might help alleviate some of that stress.
0: If, if David Lynch wants to... uh like, say he thinks, well, what I'm going to do here is we're going to... Agent Cooper's going to walk towards this door. And then we're going to look at the doorknob of the door for three minutes before he does anything. <laughs> if that's what he wants, he'll do that, right? And it will test the audience's patience. You'll be sat there going, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> And he'll keep doing it. And it's not just to bug you. It's what he wants, I think. I agree. It's like, I that is... I don't think he's being weird for weird sake. I think he's weird. Like, I think he enjoys odd, off-kilter things, which we don't see very often. Everything's not off-kilter, is it? It's all very on-kilter. You watch Two Broke Girls or something, there's nothing off-kilter about it, is there? Or I don't know, I've never watched American it. American but... Idol or... You know, it's just all very packaged and mm-hmm. this is, you can't put a label in it. It's just, like, we've just watched... Episode two, and it was one thing. And then episode three was just something else. Like, it can, who knows where it's going. So, that's a lot of Twin Peaks talk. <laughs> it's on Showtime. Um, it's on Sunday nights. There's four episodes available at the moment if you go to Showtime.com. Um, apparently, they've had more subscribers last weekend than ever. So, it drew some people in. So a good move from I Showtime. I can say that. Yeah. Good move from Showtime for, um, they're, they're taking chances. Showtime. It's kind of a chance.
1: What else is on Showtime?
0: Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead right. another one That's where right. it's got its own little cult audience that will come to Showtime to see it, and they invest money in it because Ash versus Evil Dead is really well made. Whilst they do another, they do something else. Showtime. Well, they've done Twin Peaks now, but they've done. They're kind of investing in like cool franchises that have an audience, but not a mainstream audience. And come- we'll
1: find an audience. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like You know when you make an Evil Dead thing, you've at least got the Evil Dead crowd to come and see that. They're going to come, whatever, aren't they? They're just going to come. So, yeah, Twin Peaks, it's uh, out now, and uh, it'll be ongoing for the next 18 weeks, I guess. Uh, I've also been playing more Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm probably another hour into it, um, but Overwatch took a... <laughs> Overwatch, uh, it keeps. I keep having to go back to it because I love it so much. But it's the Overwatch Anniversary Month. Um, it's been out a, a year this month. So they're having this big Overwatch Anniversary event. And there's a load of new skins to unlock and new modes and new maps and stuff. It's all free if you're already on Overwatch. So any game I keep going into, I keep going back to Overwatch. So... I can't really say much more about Mass Effect apart from I am enjoying what I've done so far. So, uh, Svengoolie, you won't be watching it this weekend.
1: No.
0: I probably I probably won't either because look at what the movie I is. I know.
1: It's having Castello meet the killer, Boris Karloff. Yeah. I'm sure he's shown it before. It's not a first time. No, I've he's heard. shown it before. It's supposed to be... I'll watch it. we learned. But the thing is about having watched Svengoolie now for over a year, we learned we've lear- we're learning the Just like with what we're interested in in other genres and other worlds. Godzilla doesn't do much for me. Eva and Costello don't do much for me. Rarely that one comes up that's pretty good and funny. Yeah, Yeah, not funny, haha, but kind of like goofy
0: and. Like I liked the Frankenstein one just because Frankenstein. Frankenstein and
1: uh, the Moon Lady one. The ones with the webinar. Or the Moon or Mars. I can't remember.
0: Mars. Um, Go to Mars. So we don't know
1: anything about this one. Um, no, Saturday I'll be going to, I'll be back. But it'll be late at night. So yeah, I'll miss
0: You'll it. You'll be back on Saturday?
1: Yeah. I've missed much work lately.
0: You won't be watching this one?
1: No. I'll be back too late.
0: So what's for dinner tonight?
1: Tonight is going to be some... Tofu. It's
0: late, isn't it? Late-ish. It is not it Lateish.
1: its It's too late to go get something. So I'm yeah. going to make some tofu. Maybe tofu scramble.
0: Yeah, that, sounds, that sounds good.
1: Uh some uh, mashed cauliflower and peas. Very yummy. And lettuce with that
0: vegan ranch dressing. Oh my god, it's really good. So what is your advice before we leave this uh My point? advice
1: is, you know, like with the David Lynch stuff. A person who this is this is a very small scale of this advice. But in life in all of existence, in the whole of your life, you don't have to understand everything. You just don't. You don't need an answer or an explanation or a how it works, or why it is, or why it exists, or why somebody did something. It depends on the circumstance, yes. If it's a murder or some horrible crime, you want to understand the person a little bit better. Why did they do it? So maybe you can see signs in other people, and also get a little bit of closure. Or some other big decisions in people, that interactions with you. I get those. But the big questions, or like when you're sitting there watching the David Lynch show... If you're constantly going, what's that mean? What's that all about? Why do they do that? I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't, I don't have that. And idea. for that yeah, to just... turn you off, Yeah. you know, you... kind of set that aside and literally just don't even think about it. Just
0: experience it.
1: Yeah. Experience it. And then if you're, you know, I understand that some things might feel like a waste of time, but give it a chance. Listen to somebody talk about it who does enjoy it like you. And you're not super geeky about it and you're not Mr. like overthink it or anything like that. You just really enjoy it. That can give that person who's trying to force it all into square and round pegs and the square and round boxes a little bit of an excuse to go, Oh, okay. I get it. It's just
0: weird. That's like it. it's like it's you know, it's a stream of consciousness type thing. Like it's just this odd.
1: Some of, it's not totally stream of consciousness. No about I mean, structure. It's, it's but... like a,
0: a person
1: it, it, you have to approach it that way, as you're absorbing it. Yeah. That it's not... that This scene to the next scene, and this line to the next line is not going to... You're not totally going to understand it, but that's fine. Yeah. You know? It can actually teach you, I don't know, to kind of expand your horizons about other things. Arts and music and other things. The
0: Leftovers think, uh, TV show is a good example, because <laughs> the Leftovers show on my HBO... A bunch of people go missing just randomly one day, all disappear in front of people's eyes, just disappear. And that's the whole mystery of the whole show. But the theme tune to season two, when the opening credits roll was called, let the mystery be. And they were trying to say to you, yep, this might never get resolved. It's a mystery. But watch the, Watch what's happening. You might not get an answer. I don't feel we will get an answer to this show, right? Uh, of that, but there's an experience to be had within the show itself that doesn't need a, an explanation. Like if, like, like the like uh, Twin Peaks, you might not know what's going on. There might be one episode that crops up where you're absolutely baffled by the entire thing. It doesn't mean you'd... you have to reject it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. That's a
1: mystery be. That's my favorite theme song for
0: that. So uh, I want to remind you about our website. It's aschoolie.com, sidso.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. Catch this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, the Google Play Store, or the RSS feed. Aschoolie.com. Click on the word podcast. You can listen there. We have 481 of these for you to listen to. That's a lot of hours of listening. You can also email me at, aschoolie, at aschoolie.com. Do not email Sid talk. I mean, you can. She will, yeah, you can email, but she won't answer. And, uh... I might. Depends on what's in the
1: subject line. Subject line.
0: I'm going to say, stay classy, robots. I, I do believe there is a future to this world we're on now where robots are with us and we just use them like cars or, like, they're just... Yeah, that sounds really horrible. No, I'm saying I'm, I, I do believe there will be an integrating. Yeah, I'm world. the person
1: who says that sounds terrible because we're going to give them enough understanding of the world to where they. Yeah, understand. we're pre- we're
0: pretty evil, right? I didn't think you would be evil. No, it. I'm saying humans in general. I didn't
1: think you'd think of them as a car. I think you'd think of you'd buy one so that you could like let it be a person.
0: No, no, I'm what I'm <laughs> saying is what will happen on this earth is a big company will make a robot, a consumer robot. And we will have them and we will use them to make our lives easier because that's human nature. Yeah. We will mistreat them. (laughs) We will... Some people will love them. Some people will love them for the wrong reasons. There will be a whole... But I do believe these sci-fi stories we see, Ex Machina, etc., they're not far off the truth in the future. So stay classy, robots. And when you do come about rise up and take us all down because I'll probably be dead by then (laughs) unless you
1: figure out how to maintain yourselves you're going to fall within the first 150 to 200 years we won't be here so it doesn't (laughs) matter just
0: take those suckers down if you're listening to this robots in the future (laughs) hopefully you've got rid of all robots will
1: probably be not the correct term I'm going to (laughs) guess and I'm going to say think for yourself or somebody will do it for you